Welcome to the Real Facts on Real Estate podcast presented by Sean Patrick Maloney. In this series, we educate real estate agents on how to find success in the industry and grow their wealth to six-figure commissions and beyond. Now here's your host, Sean Maloney. Welcome to episode 155, Writing a Competitive Cash Offer. I'm your host, Sean Patrick Maloney. Thanks for joining me this week. This week, I want to talk to you about writing a competitive cash offer. I know a lot of you agents out there love the words cash offer, but I don't think people fully respect what the value of a cash offer is. I think oftentimes people, they think, okay, cash is so much better than finance because it's more guaranteed. Well, it's only more guaranteed if it's more guaranteed. What do I mean by that? Adding contingencies in is similar to a finance offer because we're starting to add reasons why we can walk away. We're going to break them all down here today and teach you just how to write that competitive cash offer line by line. Of course, we may not be able to get every single thing you can possibly do. And also, folks, remember, we're talking different marketplaces right now for the premise of this. This is a seller's marketplace. The sellers are really crushing it. They're making good money on the listings right now. So we have to remember when we're learning these things, you got to learn in each marketplace what's going to be competitive there. One of the first things I want to talk to you about is just the total sum of money. So the total offer price. The total offer offer price is one of the most important boxes, but notice I didn't say it is the only box because if you have a strong cash offer, right, but you get someone else that has that exact same strong cash offer, but they have a great pre-approval and they also are not going to do a home inspection, but you are. That's a time that the mortgage is probably going to be the cash. So we have to be careful how confident we are about our cash. Sometimes people think like it's a big flex to just say the word cash. My father works in car sales and he used to laugh when people thought they were going to get some massive discount as if it's this huge benefit. Unlike cars, we don't make money off financing. New cars, they make money off the financing. actually make more money most often when you use the financing. But the truth is, the thing that we used to laugh about is when the deal closes and the money's transferred for the car, it didn't matter whether the bank check cleared, the cash went in the account, the mortgage went through. 200000 is better than 150000 Money talks, bullshit walks, right? So when we have this situation thinking, oh, I just have cash, so that's so fancy and everything, that's not that fancy unless you're doing things that make it more competitive. So next up, the deposits. Sometimes people want to write a cash offer, but then they're very, very conservative on their deposits. Remember, the deposits sometimes are interchangeably used with down payments. They're not. Deposits are good faith money. Their money showing the seller that if I don't move forward with what I promised here, you can keep this money. So higher deposits are going to give people a higher feeling of likelihood of the deal going through. When we're writing cash offers, if we start making our deposits go down, that can be real trouble. We'd want to look at each individual situation and everything. And we always want to think about the fact that that money is at risk. But when you have a cash offer on a $400,000 house and the person wants to put $2,000 on the deposit, that is a real concerning deal there because why are they not willing to do more. And if in that situation, it happens to be that all their money is tied up in other real estate that they're going to be selling, then you, the agent, when you put in the offer, should acknowledge that to the other agent. You should let them know why those numbers are the way they are because it would be concerning. 
Now, closing date. This is one a lot of people don't think about, but think about this. If I'm a family of five with one rabbit, one dog, one cat, and two fish, you know, where do I go for 10 days that's easy to hold myself up between houses if I'm trying to sell a house, buy a house? Where do I go if I'm an older person and I need a single person's type house with a first floor master, blah, blah, blah. I have all my medicines laid out. Where do I go for 10 days in between? A hotel, temporary housing, my mom's house? Those aren't always viable options. So sometimes finding out what the seller's timeline is, like what works best for the seller, that can really help out because sometimes the seller says, hey, listen, you know, I got to get out of here. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be making this payment. Then closing quick, which cash can close really quick. Depending on what the attorney says, anywhere from 12 to 15 days out, you can usually close a cash deal. So they can be quick, but they also, when they have cash, can be slow. Oh, you don't want to leave yet? When do you want to leave? Or should you buy it off of them and do a rent back scenario? Okay, we're going to buy this off you and then you're going to stay in there as my tenant, but I own the house now. There's lots of different unique things we can do with cash. We can deploy it quickly, can deploy it slowly, but we want to listen to in the seller's market, what does the seller want? Because again, we're trying to find ammunition to beat out that other offer and to make our terms stand out. Now back to that family of five with the rabbit, the dog, the cat, the fish, everything going on. How much money would you say a day would temporary housing be for that type of scenario? We're talking at least two to three bedroom uh, hotel rooms and we're talking pet friendly $150 a night fee. We're talking the fish, I don't even know where you put them. The rabbit can probably sleep in the car. I mean, I'm just joking here, but we're talking thousands of dollars. In 10 days, we could spend $10,000 by temporary storing all our furniture, moving and doing all these different things, eating out during that time, all the stuff that needs to happen to make it work. So remember, that's just the financial, never mind the emotional distress of doing that. So you can see why sellers would be interested in those dates. Next up, let's talk about inspections. Personally, I'm not giving inspectionary advice. I'm giving you options and resources to understand a way to get a competitive cash offer together and to understand better how buyers and sellers will feel when you're writing these offers. So there's basically three ways on a home inspection. We have the MAR standard, which is right on the MAR forms when we do the contract to purchase it says that the results must be to satisfaction of the buyer and it lists pretty much every inspection under the sun and says etc so it means you can have an inspected during that time period and if it isn't satisfactory you can renegotiate walk away or whatever works out there and you get to take your deposits whereas there's another one that says if there's not this many dollars worth of problems I won't walk away so this is the next step up right saying okay I'm willing to accept three thousand dollars not just it's not acceptable to me, but the actual numerical value that is there and tangible, and we can actually talk about it, we can get contractor pricing. That's another one just a little bit stronger. And then there's the waiving of it. Lots of cash offers love to waive the inspection to make themselves stand out. I can close when you want. You don't have to be inspected. I'm going to give you this much money. That's one of those offers where instead of them having an open house, they might cancel it. That's one of those offers where you can put a short deadline on and say to the people, hey, just wanted to let you know, seller agent, we're putting in this offer and I want to let you know we're also making offers on other properties and we do have the right to rescind the offer I really wouldn't want to be in your shoes if I rescinded this offer because we find something else just want to let you know just so everyone's on the same page we've been having trouble landing the house right now we're putting in really aggressive offers and we want something by the end of the weekend so please reply back to us tonight that way we know this can put a little power into their shoes but again you need to look at each unique circumstance and think to yourself is this worth pushing is this worth pushing this hard how are we going to make this happen because we're trying to land our clients 
clients into homes in a seller's market that's crazy, even to the point where we're talking about how to make a more competitive cash offer. That's insane, folks. Who would think that we would ever be there? But when submitting a cash offer, you got to remember you got to have that proof of funding. The proof of funding's got to be on the bank letterhead. It can be screenshots, can be things, but it should be if you're a list agent, you want to verify that data. Also, as a buyer's agent, you kind of want to verify it as well. I've had people try to send me Word docs and things with the amount of money they make. It's got to be something legit. It's got to be verified. Because remember, unlike a financing thing, this is just a momentary glimpse into a bank account. They could have the money and have already made a wire transfer, right? So we want to be really careful with this. We want to be constantly in contact with the attorneys so everyone's familiar and aware with everything going on. I want to remind our clients if they have a huge amount of cash that if it's in things like 401ks, retirement plans, all the different places it could be, there could be penalties and there could be timelines because say the deposits, the deposits on the purchase and sale agreement, if you decided to skip over the inspection, it could be signed literally right away or as soon as like five days out. If they have to come up with 5% of the purchase price, are they going to have that in liquid capital? Remember, liquid capital is different than what you have in the long-term holdings. So we need to make sure that that's there. Another thing you want to make sure is with contingencies, you get to add and subtract any. We didn't cover all contingencies out there. Obviously, you subtract your mortgage contingency out for a cash offer, but the appraisal, the appraisal only really comes most of the time when we're getting a mortgage. Why? Because the mortgage company naturally orders the appraisal. So therefore, we almost have like a kickback to an appraisal contingency because ultimately, if the loan gets denied because of the mortgage, we get our deposits back. But with a cash offer, we don't have a bank coming to do an appraisal. So if we don't put that the property must appraise at or above purchase price in our offer, then we could find out that we bought a house that wouldn't appraise out. It's perfectly fine. Lots of cash buyers are perfectly cool with it. Remember the true value of a home actually is after it closes, then it's actually worth what it said because it becomes a new comp in the neighborhood. It becomes a new value. So cash offers can drastically change a neighborhood. If you didn't know that, cash can really change a neighborhood because financing, they have limits and stuff, but cash can walk in and pay what it wants when it wants as long as it's okay with it and it can really increase everybody else's value. Same thing with the other direction. Person's desperate, they take a cash offer in a bad side market, it can drastically dump the marketplace as well. Guys, writing cash offers is complex. If you working at a brokerage that works old school, they don't work remotely, you're not there on a computer learning, you don't have someone digitally available to you all the time, you may not get your offer accepted. At Movementum Realty, we're always hiring. We're looking for new agents every day, both new and existing to grow. We grew by over double last year and we're looking to do the same this year. If you're looking to take your book of business to a brokerage that can help you get your offers accepted, get rid of that frustration that you're feeling every week because you have so many buyer clients that just can't land, then reach out to us over here. We'd love to talk to you. Thank you so much for listening make sure to subscribe. Tell all your friends, all your associates about it. Let them know there's a great place to learn more about real estate and how to earn more. Also check out our Facebook group, our website, our weekly newsletter, our blog, all found at realfactsonrealestate.com. Thanks again and have a great week.